heart pumping with young blood. Tell me when it's time to push the button. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of For the Love of the Game podcast. I am Mackenzie Hand in the lovely Hawaii and Paige Noonan in Frisco, Texas. Woo! 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 Okay. What episode is this, Paige? Is this officially episode four? Four. Nice. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. We're very excited. First weekend of college baseball is a wrap. It was a very fun, exciting weekend, to say the least, I would say. I think we had great series. Great freaking series. I think we had, I don't know if you can necessarily say upsets at this point in the season, but we had some teams that like we didn't expect to win. I would, I would call them upsets. So, I, would I would call them, yeah, I think I think we can classify that. Is that right? I think there were upsets. I think there were a couple upsets. I think there were a lot of very high-scoring games, and yes. baseball is hot. Baseball is hot lots, already. Lots of high-scoring games, and we'll obviously get into it, but, like, I was very impressed with the Beavs this weekend. I think last week, one of the main things that we keep bringing up is, like, we've got to get the bats going, and... I think they they had quite a few runs this weekend, so I like it. We'll see if it's enough. All right. So this week we will just talk about the games that happened last weekend. We'll talk about some of the midweek games because it is Tuesday as we are recording this and games have happened midweek and are underway. So we will just update you on some of those big series. Um, We'll really talk about the ones that were – um, upsets or more competitive yep. teams playing, and then we'll try to speed through maybe some of the smaller series just to fit it all in for y'all. Exactly. So I think we will start with Texas. Number one, Texas played Rice in a three-game series this weekend in Austin. I was really excited to see who they put up in their weekend rotation. So um, their starting pitchers – were Pete Hansen, Tristan Stevens, and Tanner Witt. Um, so Texas swept that series in Austin. They won Friday seven to zero, Saturday fifteen to one, and Sunday fourteen to two. Insane. Insane. So yeah. many runs. So many runs. And I think Paige and I were even talking. Rice is not a bad baseball team. They're still a pretty great program, but obviously Texas is freaking amazing this year so yeah they they showed up for their first series they they did I mean if you look at the runs allowed even that they gave up you can just see why Texas Texas is pitching led the nation in ERA last year they allowed three runs all weekend um yeah which unreal I like it unreal and then of course you can tell they did it offensively too winning seven to zero 15 to one and 14 to two um, their players, their they showed up on both sides, uh, defensively and offensively. So I think that we've mentioned quite a few of these names from Texas before, but just, I mean, what we expected them to be, they showed up. Yeah, no, they really did. And next we have number two, Vandy. They played number eight Oklahoma State, so this was this was going to be a good matchup, no matter what. Both really great teams. So Vandy took the first one, and Oklahoma State took the other two. So Oklahoma State actually got this series win. Uh, Vandy took the win on Friday in their opener, three zero with starting pitcher Chris McElvin. Is it McElvin or McElvain? I think it's McElvain. Mm-hmm. We gotta. I just gotta ask. It's like I really don't want to butcher, butcher these people's people's names, but you know it's gonna happen. So he got the win over Oklahoma State's Justin Campbell. Both starting pitchers through four innings that game. Then Paige, you want to talk to us about Saturday? What happened then? Yes. So Saturday <laughs> was a close game, but the Cowboys then finally bounced back from that loss on Friday and beat the Commodores four to three. Vandy started Nick Maldonado, who had four innings pitched and allowed four of the Oklahoma State runs. But yes. Oklahoma State started Victor Medeiros um, and then brought in relief from Roman Fansulker and Trevor Martin. Um, 
Fansalker ended up getting the win with his four innings of relief. So, yes. And then Sunday, like we said, Oklahoma State also took that that game seven to five. So these are close games Saturday and Sunday. But still, you know, I think Vandy came out really hot on Friday when I was watching him. I was like, oh, yeah, Vandy's got this in the bag. Then, you know, things got closer. Oklahoma State came back. So they took the game on Sunday. Um, Oklahoma State started Bryce Osman. They had three relievers come in throughout the game, but it was Trevor Martin who came in last and secured the win. Vanderbilt started Carter Holton. In relief, they had Christian Little, Hunter Owen, and Thomas Schultz, who in the end was the losing pitcher. Um, and then offensively, Jake Thompson in left field and Griffin Dorshing, I'm going to say, first mm-hmm. base, looked really great, um, having three hits each for Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State got this win. Um I, I don't know. It's It was tough competition. I think it was a great series overall. I wish that Bandy would pull out on top. but I was pretty excited about this one. I like to see it. Griffin Dorshing had a great weekend. I mean, on Saturday, he also scored two of Oklahoma State's four runs. So I think he's definitely a name to be looking at for people that are interested. Um, but this was just an insane series. Like It was, yeah. I was looking at some of the innings pitched by their starters and, and multiple – Multiple of them only had four innings pitched, which has become more normal in Major League Baseball, but that's not a normal amount um, of time, I would say, definitely in college baseball, that you want to see your starters throwing, like, hopefully six, seven innings, and that just wasn't happening. And it wasn't even just in this series. I saw that a lot throughout this opening um, weekend that the starters were just getting pulled earlier. Um, But I thought that was so interesting but it just showed the competition um, yeah so yeah and um, i think something that was really cool Paige. i noticed this as well the electronic pitching watches for vanderbilt i okay what are your thoughts on them so uh, I, so vandy was wearing electric i think they're called k-bands or something like that but they're watches and every yeah. player all players were wearing them so all nine players on the field were wearing them um, and it really just relayed what pitch was being thrown. Yeah. How do you feel about it? You know, I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's very smart. I like it. I think baseball is evolving. I think technology, cool, amazing. I kind of shy away from like technology and baseball though. At the same time, just cause I don't know. I feel like it should just like be played the old fashioned way, but I don't know. I think it's cool. I don't have anything against it. I thought it was pretty neat seeing it. I was like, okay, that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. I think smart. I think that people are going to be skeptical, obviously, because we've seen what people are willing to do to use technology in baseball and to how it can be used to cheat. This, exactly. I understand, is supposed to just be relaying pitches. However, I was interested because, as many of our people know, I listen to talk in baseball. And Trevor Plouffe put out a tweet asking, like, former players, what do you think about this? And he said he hated it. And most Uh former players said, we hate it. Like, you're taking away aspects of the game and you're taking away some of the athleticism of the game that you have to have. So, like, when a certain pitch is going to be thrown, that would generally, like, with maybe a right-handed batter, go towards the third baseman or the shortstop. The catcher will relay that to the third baseman, um, but they have to make sure to do so with signs and, like, strategies to make sure that the third base coach doesn't hear. And so he just kind of made, like, expressed that it's taking away some of the strategy and some of the athleticism of the game because everyone's just getting it. Yeah. No, and I totally – I agree with that standpoint as well. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it takes away from, like, the way baseball is supposed to be played and, like you said, the strategy behind it. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, okay, that's, it's cool. But yeah, I don't necessarily know if I like fully agree with it or like it. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of neutral to it, but I totally understand both sides. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it um, works and how it continues to affect the game and what happens. Um, Oklahoma State is currently playing in Arlington right now in the top of the 10th, and they are down three to one. 
against Sam Houston wow. State. So wow. coming off that awesome series win against Vanderbilt, but now behind Sam Houston State in the top of the tent. So we will, uh, I will touch back if we get a final score on that by the time we are done with the yeah. Wowzers. Mm-hmm. So next we have what I'm very, this was like a very exciting series. Number three, Mississippi State played Long Beach State this weekend. And Long Beach State actually took this series. They came out winning the first two games, both Friday and Saturday. Mississippi State avoided the sweep with a 12-4 win on Sunday. But in the end, I mean, Long Beach State showed up. Um, So Long Beach State took two of the three against Mississippi State. Friday, they won 3-0, shutting out Mississippi State. Um... Luis Ramirez was the starting pitcher for Long Beach State. Landon Sims was the starter for Mississippi State. Then we go to Saturday. Long Beach State also took that game 13-3, to so lots of runs in that game. Uh, Long Beach started, are we going to say Marcus or Marquise? I, I Marquise Johnson. Marquise Johnson, um, who went... 2.2 innings. Mississippi State started Casey Hunt, who got the loss. And then we go to Sunday, which Mississippi State did win that game 12-4. Um, so they came back and put a decent win up there against Long Beach State. Cade Smith was their starter. It went five and two-thirds innings. And then Long Beach State has a collection of six pitchers this game. Um, but they started... I'm just giving myself all the hard names. Jorah, Warren Watts Brown. Warren Watts Brown. Warren. Why did everything has to, I'm sorry you guys. I'm like I, I can't <laughs> get with it today. I can't she get with it. With the, you struggle I'm with like the names really, every week. Every week. Honestly, like, I don't know. and here's the thing is I should just go for it. I really should, but it's like every time I get to them, I'm like oh, You cringe. I can see her cringe, cringe. on camera. And yes. I'm like, oof, just say it, girl. Just You're like, just go for it. Just commit to it. I'll get better at it, hopefully. I don't know, but for now. These names really scare me sometimes. But anyways, um, and then Paige, you want to talk about Mississippi State, their game tonight? Yeah, um, I did was not super present in watching it, but they did uh, win tonight 17-1 to against Arkansas Pine Bluff. So nice. a nice little second win to make them with a 500 record. Yes. So very exciting. This weekend, as many of you know, I attended the College Baseball Showdown Tournament at Globe Life Field in Arlington. There were six teams there. However, I'm just going to talk about two, Texas Tech and Arizona, because they were really the ones um, that were there. So, Texas Tech (laughs) won in a very close walk-off win against Michigan on Friday night. Very close game. I want to say it was 5-4. to Obviously, a walk-off, so last minute win there and I was not super impressed by them as people know we've said we really love Michigan however I didn't think Michigan looked super great and I didn't think Texas Tech looked super great that being said on Saturday I continue to think Texas Tech did not look super great they lost one to two to Auburn and um they continued to not look super great in a 13 to two <laughs> loss against Arizona on Sunday. Opposite yeah. of that, Arizona came out looking so effing good. I so love to good. Hear that. I, I love to hear that. I know, and I told my dad, I was like, they look really good, but as a Beeb fan, I kind of was nervous for what can happen <laughs> in the Pac 12. They came yeah. out looking good. I was shocked. So they beat Kansas State eight to six, which I was like, okay, well, like reasonable, logical. Then on Saturday, I'm at the game and I was like, I want to ask some Arizona fans, like, how are y'all feeling about this? Like, new coach, new vibe, new program. What are the what are the thoughts? They were stoked. Like every person I talked talk to was super excited about this change for the program. Very upbeat, excited about it, all the things. Um, and that was definitely backed up because they beat Oklahoma 14 to four. And then, as I said earlier, they beat Texas tech 13 to two on Sunday, which yikes for tech. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful for 
Arizona. So Arizona. I know. I'm I'm happy about that. I'm happy that you got to go and see those games in person too. I'm glad Arizona looks good, but also, like you said, I'm a little scared for what's to come in Pac-12 play, but yeah, it, we'll face that when we get there. Speaking of the Pac-12, yes, I think we're going to jump to Oregon State just because we know so many of our listeners are um, Oregon State fans and followers, so we want to make sure we're touching on them early in our um, podcast just to give everyone that excitement and recap yes. or preview for Oregon State. So we'll frequently probably touch on Oregon State earlier in the podcast for now. Um so Mackenzie, tell and me about hope, the Beavs. And we'll hope that we'll continue to touch on them early and maybe the Beavs will just continue to climb up in the rankings. Maybe they'll just be put at the top of the podcast in general. So but anyways, like we said, Oregon State had a very good weekend. They had I wouldn't say easy competition, but they had some pretty decently easy games against New Mexico and Gonzaga, both Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, they have the doubleheader against both teams. So Friday's, Friday's starting pitcher was Cooper Jerpy. Um, they beat New Mexico 21-1. to Insane numbers. I didn't get to stream this game or watch it live at all, so I didn't get to like see all these runs for myself, but just insane. They put up 21 runs, so 21-1 to in Friday's game. Saturday, Jake Bennings started. They beat Gonzaga 13-5, to so another high-scoring game. And then Sunday for their doubleheader, they played Gonzaga first and started Brock Townsend, and they beat them 9-5. to Sunday in game two, they started Jacob Matz, uh, and they beat New Mexico 13-3. to So all great games. Um, pretty solid games. They came out strong. They scored 56 runs this weekend. That's just, that's great. I like to see that, especially just because I feel like that's something that I've been wanting from the Beavs to just like really get the bats going. So they are starting to look hot and I'm excited to see what they do this upcoming weekend as well. Um, so yeah. Because do they have do they have a midweek game? I don't think so, Paige, right? They're just no, they're next they're up not. this weekend? Okay. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Their bats are always hot and surprised. They always start the season yeah. well there. And it's because we normally play teams like New Mexico and Gonzaga. <laughs> I that know. are a little I rough know. around the edges. So it's yeah. great to see that 21-13, 5-13 run scored. But it's scary to see us giving up five runs to Gonzaga. Um, yeah. And then the three to New Mexico, because what's that going to translate to in Pac-12 play when we're playing teams that are much better? Um, True. And also playing these teams that will be much better. And I know offensively, we probably won't be facing, like, will the bats stay this hot? It's not as likely. So it was nice to have, like, Melton back in the lineup. It was exciting to see Trevor Bazana, I think, um, who's a new freshman second baseman for Oregon State, and what they were able to do offensively. However... I don't think we should look past giving up five runs on some of these games because yeah. that can't happen in a Pac-12 game. Um, we're just we're not going to score 21 runs on in Pac-12 no. play as much as as much so. as we would love to. That'd be great, but yeah. But I don't want to get too excited because I think that Oregon State really does always start out so well. Um, in yeah. surprise, their bats really are always hot and exciting. Um, I did want to say I saw um, that Joey Munt, who is a pitcher for Oregon State, is hurt right now. And oh. so he that is why he did not pitch this weekend. And he may or may not be out for the entire season. So that will be something to stay oh tuned on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, so he was definitely one of our um, upperclassmen returning pitchers who had lots of experience under his belt, but may or may not be back for this season. So, again. Well, we'll stay on that. We'll figure that out. I hope not, but yeah. darn. Same. Yeah. Tragic. All right. Seriously. So, then, number four, Arkansas played Illinois State. They lost their um, Friday game. It was 3-2 to two with Connor Nolan on the bump. But they came back to win Saturday and Sunday. A nice little 5-1, to 4-1 to one action. Um, Saturday they threw Hagen Smith to start. And Sunday was Jackson Wiggins. So, yes. Pig Suey. 
Heck silly. Good for them. Anyways, then we have number five, Stanford. They played Cal State Fullerton. I think we are both really excited about this series. Um, it's just a great team between two California schools, and obviously Stanford is looking pretty hot this year. So they did take the series. They took two of three games from Fullerton. They won Friday night with Alex Williams on the bump in a 1-0 game. Um, they scored early in the first, Stanford did, and then luckily just held Fullerton off the rest of the game. On Saturday, Stanford lost, though. Wasn't a very simple loss, either. They lost 11-0 to with starting pitcher yes. Quinn Matthews. He pitched three innings in that game, um, and after they had Stanford had five other relievers come in to help close out the game. Yeah, nice. tough loss, 11-0. to Oh, it just sucks, yeah. especially on a Saturday, like the second game. Yeah, just not fun. But on Sunday, roles were reversed, um, and Drew Dowd was on the mound for Stanford, and they beat Fullerton 11-1. to So they came back and scored quite a few runs against them to take the series. Um, and then, they was it? like... Sorry, they looked like they were having fun. I don't know if you saw yes. that video of them yes. in yes. the dugout. They just looked like they were having a blast, having so much fun, dancing yes. and singing. I was like, the energy is in Stanford. It's a vibe. Have fun. Have a great season. And that's why I like them so much. I mean, not only they're a Pac-12 team. Like, I have family ties to Stanford, so I've always liked them. But, like, they're just such a fun team. And that, like, Paige and I both agree. Like, when the vibe is good. I feel it. I feel it. And they always look like, especially, I feel like, since last year's Omaha run, they've just been having a good time and really just vibing. So, yeah, it was a great, great little series um, in Stanford this weekend. And then we have number six, Ole Miss. You want to talk about them, Paige? Yes. Right before I talk about them, though, I was going to check in on the Oklahoma State game. Oh, yes. But it is still 6-1, to one, bottom of the 10th. I don't know if they're rallying. It's not updating. So we will find out. Hopefully soon we'll stay tuned. But oh, Ole Miss darn. just played Charleston Southern. Uh, easy sweep for them at home. They won their games 9-3, to 11-1, and 12-1. Their weekend rotation of starters was Derek Diamond. And what a mother effing baseball name that is. <laughs> Derek Diamond. Honey. I know. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Loved that. Loved to see this. <laughs> and then they had John Gaddis and Drew McDaniel. So though that was their weekend rotation. They were supposed to play tonight against Arkansas State, but that game was postponed. That did not happen. Oh, I will yeah. say there is quite a cold front. If it was, supposed to, yeah, it was definitely supposed to be in the south. There is quite a cold front down here right now. I'm like bundled up. We might be having another snow day, so <laughs> it could be due to that. Yeah. Love to see it. Um, and then next up we have number seven LSU. They played Maine. Um, pretty easy weekend for LSU. They beat Maine. 13 to 1 on Friday, 17 to 8 on Saturday, and 21 to 6 on Sunday. Tons of runs. And so, yeah, they absolutely crushed it. LSU starting pitching was Blake Money, Mikhail Hilliard, and Ty Floyd. Um, and I will say, we have to point this out. We had many people who listened to our podcast come back and let us know. They schooled us on the fact they do know people from Maine. So, we're sorry. Maine, we apologize. You are out there. You're not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> they do exist, but they, they got swept this weekend in baseball. LSU kind of destroyed them. But, I mean, what do we expect? It makes sense. So, LSU mm -hmm. had a pretty easy weekend. Next game, I'm sure Paige and I both are going to touch on because I was really excited about this uh, series. NC State versus Evansville uh, this weekend. Paige, I'll let you start it off. Okay, um, so I'll just go with the quick details on it. NC State easily swept that series at home. They scored 24 runs on Friday. They threw Sam Highfill, and he gave uh, their pitching allowed just six runs. On Saturday, they won six to four. Their starting pitcher for NC State was Max Wild. Well, Wild. Well, mm, shit. <laughs> Thank you. Will, Will Matt Wladson. Matt Wladson. Will, 
yeah, it's hard. Matt Willadson. And then on <laughs> seven to zero win on Sunday with starting pitcher David Harrison. Nice. So yeah, they absolutely killed it. 24-6 win on Friday. Wowzers. Closer games the next two days. Something I was very excited about, Paige, I'm sure you saw, I mean, NCAA mm -hmm. baseball, a whole bunch of people were talking about freshman Tommy White. Yes. This weekend, absolutely insane. I think he is definitely a player to look out for this season. I mean, he showed up in his first three games of college baseball for NC State. Just hit absolute bombs, dude. He had five home runs this weekend. All of them having an average exit velocity of 105.6 miles per hour and an average distance of 416 feet. This dude is swinging the bat. Like, he... For sure. Just insane. So, and like I said, he's a freshman. So, I'm... We keep talking about NC State and that we're excited to watch this team. And I think this weekend just enhance that a little bit more. I'm really excited to continue to watch them. So, and also... Something cool. Evansville, did they already play them? Was their game today against Bandy, or is that tomorrow? I it's tomorrow, that. tomorrow, but um, like I said, I was checking earlier. A lot of these games today got either postponed or canceled, and yeah. I really do think a lot of it, yeah, Bandy was supposed to play North, North Alabama today, and that got postponed. So we'll see what happens. The weather is acting a fool up. And it's being a little bit messy yeah and I think though I did see NC State had a game today which I think that yeah they absolutely crushed high point 18 to 3 in their game against them today so they're hot they've got some really great players and Tommy White will be very fun to watch this season so that was a great little series this weekend wait I want to check the box score what did Tommy White do today that's a good question you should check that out. Does ESPN not let you see the actual dude, full box dude, score? No, they do not. And it literally was pissing me off all weekend because I'm not hating on Hawaii, but I think they just, like, don't stream. There wasn't a lot of streaming options here, and, like, I just couldn't find scores and all this stuff. And so I thought it was just being here, but no, ESPN does not show it, dude. I literally had to, like, go search stuff on, like, Google Wait, like, how hard is that? I don't understand the ESPN app and their coverage with college baseball. Like, It's very frustrating, and I think it just shows, like we've talked about many times before, how, like, underrated um, college baseball is. Even ESPN won't give you the damn box yeah, score. on the a game. box score, literally. How hard is that? So, um, Tommy White went three for five today and scored nice. two runs and had two RBI. So, that's it. awesome. There were a lot of actually fantastic – I mean, they they murdered um, <laughs> High Point today. It was 18 to yeah. three. So, a yeah. lot of people scored a lot of runs. Um, so, that's not saying, I guess, much if I say there's a lot of people that scored a lot of runs. But there were a lot of people that scored a lot of runs. <laughs> but so. just the basics, they did, exactly. <laughs> Lots of runs in there. All right. Moving on to one of those upsets we were talking about also. Number 10, Florida, lost their series versus Liberty. They started strong on Friday night with a 7-2 to two win, um, pitching sophomore Hunter Barco. However, they lost Saturday 4-6 to six and lost Sunday 3-5. to five. I was excited to see – we've talked about Florida and that they were talking about having a lot of freshmen um, come show up for them in their pitching. But the only freshman that started this weekend was on Sunday, and it was Pierce Coppola, another name we have talked about. Um, but unfortunately, they got the loss that day too. Florida played tonight versus Stetson, and they looked good. I was watching that game this evening, and they were looking – Prime. However, once again, they were playing Stetson. So. Yeah, yeah. Which, though, yeah, yeah, which, uh, speaking of Stetson, we go to our number 11 Notre Dame team. They were in a tournament in Dallin, Florida, um, at Stetson University, right? Yeah, yep. they played at Stetson. So they played Manhattan, Stetson, and Delaware this weekend. They won Friday's game against Manhattan 17-2. to Lots of runs. Also not surprised, though. 
Then they did beat Stetson in a closer game on Saturday, 5-3, to three, and then they fell to Delaware on Sunday and lost 4-5 to five to Delaware. So Notre Dame had a mediocre uh, weekend. Sunday wasn't too hot with the loss, but... It was a close loss, and I don't think it, it really close. moved them much in the rankings, um, yeah. which we'll go into at the end, but I'm pretty sure they stayed right about in the same spot. On a side yeah. note, Oklahoma State in the bottom of the tenth just hit a two-run bomb, and it is now 6-3 to three in the bottom of the tenth in Arlington. So wow. we'll see what happens. Moving on, and this was a series that stuff happened. Number 13, East Carolina hosted Bryant for a three-game series at home. Another one of these upsets. Bryant, who, which we talked about last week, we were like, who is Bryant? Bryant (laughs) beat Oregon State a couple years ago. So we did. We did know Bryant. Bryant, though, swept East Carolina at home. Insane. The final scores of the game were 2-10. to Four to five and three to four, but I really want to talk about this game, Mackenzie, mm-hmm. on Saturday. That was four to five. Yeah. Yeah. So bottom of the ninth, and remembering the game's at East Carolina, so East Carolina is up. It's tied four 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 four, I think. Yep. Yeah. And what do you know? Ball is pitched. The who? Oh, I don't remember the name of the guy. A bat. Hits a beautiful bomb, long shot to right field. Well, what was happening when that ball was hit? Oh, my gosh. Yes, this game, I saw this on the recap. Oh, my Lanta. Yes, right as the pitcher threw the ball, or right maybe right before the pitcher threw the ball, the first base umpire called time. He did not call time because a player needed time. (laughs) No, he, he did, did not. not call time for anybody else but himself because he could not yeah. see. Now, when he called time, the pitcher did not know that he called time. No. The hitter did not know he called time. The for, the home plate umpire did not know he called time. Nobody knew he called time except for the first baseman. As we know, a home run to right field does not impact the first baseman at no. all in that moment. But because he called time before this pitch, which this home run would have won the game for East Carolina. Yeah. We know that didn't because they were swept. He called this, it reversed, it brought it all back. This, the cheering, the excitement, the idea of this walk off was shut down and they had to keep playing. So. It really, it's super unfortunate event for East Carolina. I don't think, I think in an ideal world, and if we, like, really look at it, I think they should have kept the home run just because, like, it didn't necessarily, like, I don't know. I mean, they had to take it back because the freaking ump called time no matter what. But, like, Mm -hmm. I just, when I was watching the recap, that poor East Carolina coach talking to that ump, he was like, what the hell? Like, how? What are you talking about? And the ump was basically just like, Dude, it, it was my bad. Did you see, like, the recap? I think it was the John Boy recap on Talking Baseball, and he's, like, yeah. narrating for them. And I was like, that just sucks so bad. He does, he does the best breakdowns because John Boy is so good at reading lips. And so yeah. if you're ever wanting a breakdown, tweet at John Boy. Mention John Boy. He will do a breakdown for you. He will read the lips. But you can tell, yeah. like, they were just confused, but you can't, you so can't do anything confused. about it. He called time before the pitch. Was the pitcher affected? No. Was the hitter affected by this call of time? No. However, time was called, and the game must proceed. Yep, so East Carolina got swept and couldn't even just, like, get that one win in there. So, yeah. Tragic. Bryant swept him. Bryant. Good for you. Not Chris Bryant. Not Chris Bryant. Bryant. Oh, my Lanta. Okay, so, yeah, that was a really fun series. Next, uh, we have number 14, Florida State. They played James Madison this weekend. Swept their three-game series at home. They won Friday 4-1 to with starting pitcher Parker Messick. Won 13-2 on Saturday with their starting pitcher Bryce Hubbard. And then they won 10-4 to on Sunday with their starting pitcher Ross Dunn, who went just 2.1 innings. Wow. 
And then uh, they also had a game tonight versus Jacksonville and lost three to two. So had a strong weekend against James Madison, um, but then they lost to Jacksonville. So yeah, I mean it's hard to figure out who you want when you have a three game series. Who do you want to be your Tuesday guy? And I think that's something that Florida State will be able to figure figure out. I don't think this will be a huge mark against them, but yeah, who knows. Um, then we move on to the lovely Tennessee who played Georgia Southern in a three-game series at home, and they swept that series big. They won 9-0 Friday, 10-3 Saturday, and 14-0 on Sunday. So we're talking Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee killed it. They did amazing. I was watching some of their highlights, and they just, yeah, they dominated Georgia Southern. Um, and then we have number 17, Georgia versus Albany. So pretty easy matchup for Georgia. They swept the series at home 18 to 1 Friday, 29 to 4 on Saturday. Absolutely insane. I think that was the most runs scored in a game this past weekend and then 8 to 5 on Sunday. So a little bit closer on Sunday, but still came came through with the win. Um the Tate brothers absolutely crushed it this weekend. Both Cole and Connor Tate identical twins at Georgia. Um, combined to go seven for 10, they each homered, um, and then key the two out rally in the bottom of the ninth, um, which I think that was on, I should have wrote that down. I thought it was on Sunday's game. Somebody's going to have to correct me. I I believe it would be because the final score was eight to five. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Tate brothers. Interesting. Someone to look out for. I can't remember if we had mentioned them in our previous podcast, but they, they'll be interesting to watch this season. And then tonight they played, I hate saying this school's name, Wofford. 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 Uh, seven to one. So they won their game tonight. Pretty Beautiful. easily. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Number 18 TCU was in Arizona for a tournament this weekend. Um, they beat San Diego State on Friday night, five to three. They beat Cal on Saturday, seven to six. And they beat Houston. 10 to 0 on Sunday. They came home tonight to play Stephen F. Austin and they looked good. They looked a lot better, maybe more comfortable at home, not really sure, but they won 11 to 1. Just looked in the rhythm, looked about it, looked excited. Yeah. So that was fun for them to win their home opener. And then they will play UTSA tomorrow at home as well. Okay, and then Paige, uh, correct me if I heard you wrong. Did you say they beat Cal? Because I, I have oh, to say, no, I have to sorry. say, because no, I was no, really, no. I have to they give Cal credit, though, me. because this, I was really excited. Close game, close win, but Cal pulled out this win 7-6 to six on Saturday against TCU, and I was really happy about it, because I was excited, a Pac-12 team, and Cal is not ranked. Um, and yeah, they just came in and beat TCU. I was happy about that. Go for Cal. That's so interesting. My friends and I. Good for Cal. <laughs> we were talking about. Cal and just Berkeley in general this weekend because some of my friends that are down here in the area used to be golfers around the country and played in some tournaments there and just how sketchy Berkeley is and how weird it is. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to Cal or a game at Cal, but their baseball stadium is shitty. The campus is shitty. It's in a shitty area of town. It's all just shitty. So good for it Cal. is a little. It is a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. To me, it kind of gives me, like, U of O vibes, and I obviously went to school in Eugene, and so Berkeley kind of gives me similar vibes, but I also, think Berkeley's way sketchier. I was going to say, I do have to... It's a little rough I around do, the edges. Yeah, I do have to agree with you, Paige. I think Eugene is at least a little bit more suburban, whatever, and then there's Berkeley that, yeah, it's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. Rough, but it's all right. We're rough, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all right. right. Good win all for them, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. All right. Then the Anteaters of UC Irvine, (laughs) who are currently, right now, in the bottom of the seventh, up 6-1 to over SCSU. They are coming off a three-game series at Louisiana. Um, Do you want to tell me about this series, Mackenzie? Yeah. So, they played this series at Louisiana. UC Irvine took the first game 7-4, to but then they just couldn't hold on. And Louisiana took the last two games, taking the series at home. So, 
our poor anteaters, they went down to Louisiana this weekend. I mean, I can't remember necessarily what we said last week. I I thought UC Irvine would have this one in the bag, but, you know. I like Louisiana, and I think I said that. I think I was also talking about crawfish, and I think with Mardi Gras around yes. the corner, it is just a vibe. Go Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. Rage and Cajun all up in there, and it's Mardi Gras season. It is, yes. yes. I loved it. I loved it. Yes. I don't like the anteaters. Um, we both don't, just, yeah kind of ruined some things for me so I was a big fan of it I had yeah. no I know I'm not mad about it either I'm not mad about it at all but not no. surprised with they're playing very well right now in this Tuesday night game so not surprised at all by that of course they are but yeah moving on yeah moving on to number 21 Virginia um, they were in North Carolina for a tournament this last weekend. They won all three of their games. Good for Virginia. We like them. They've always been a great team. They played Bellarmine. <laughs> Bellarmine. Bellarmine. I don't like saying that one either. One to zero. So a close game. And then Gardner Webb, seven to zero. And then New Jersey Institute of Tech, eight to three. So we, like we said last Thursday, Wednesday, whatever day it was, this is going to be a pretty easy weekend for Virginia, and they showed that it was. Came out strong, won all three, so. Good for them. Beautiful, yep. Virginia. And I think it just shows, because I know they were unranked in some polls at the beginning of the season, I think it just shows that Virginia is truly one of those teams that's always competitive and exciting to watch. And Definitely. Hopefully it will be good to hear for them. However... Number 22, Dallas Baptist, did not show up looking very good. No, they did not. No, they did not. And I'm not surprised about this. I mean, we saw Dallas Baptist last year make a super regional, and they did well. But they weren't a team I was super impressed of, and they really, I don't know. I'm going to have to go watch them. They're right in my hood. I'm going to have to go watch some games yeah. this year. And see what they're all about. But they did lose their series. Southeast Missouri took the series. They won the first two games, seven to six and six to five. But to avoid the sweep, Dallas Baptist um, came back and won 13 to five on Sunday. Yes. Tragically, they lost tonight, though. Oh, to did Texas they? Uh, yeah, they played Texas yeah. Tech today in Lubbock. Gun, I, oh, guns up is the saying for Texas Tech. So um, <laughs> this weekend at the tournament, I wore Texas Tech stuff. Sorry to my Pac-12 homies. I just really, I really reside here in Texas now. So it I'm just had to on, happen. I'm going to yeah. take on the Texas team anytime I can. And yes. so I was wearing my tire and I was like, what do we say? We say apparently guns up. Guns up or <laughs> reckon, guns reckon up. I knew. I knew reckon, but I was like, what do we say when we have our gun? Guns up. <laughs> guns up, baby. Up, I love it. Tech. I love it, honey. So, tech one. Tech. Okay, we're almost down to the bottom here. We have number twenty-three, Georgia Tech. They played Wright State at Georgia Tech, three-game series at home. Uh, Georgia Tech swept the series, uh, nine to eight on Friday, sixteen to five on Saturday, and nine to six on Sunday. And then they had their midweek game against Georgia Southern, and they lost ten to six. Yeah. Weird. Georgia Southern. Except Georgia Southern, I don't know. They're not bad. Who did they play up? Oh, that was Charleston Southern. I'm thinking of another team. But, yeah. So, unfortunately, they won their series, but they did not win tonight. Or whatever that game was. Tragic. 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 to another Pac-12 school and some more California schools. UCLA played Cal State Northridge. In a three-game series at home, as we told everyone before, we said, watch the freshmen. For the freshies. Yeah. Watch the freshmen. And Ethan, a game for the Bruins on a walk-off homer. Exciting. So, uh, one of those moves we said, we said, we got you got to watch the freshmen, and that was one of the ones to watch. But they yep. um, did also win Friday, 9-2. And then, like we said, Sunday on the walk-off homer, but they lost on Saturday. Yeah, and Saturday's game was close. It was a 4-6 loss. Wasn't terrible. But, yeah, you could tell Cal State Northridge was putting up some competition. I mean, Sunday's game went to 13 innings. 
um, luckily ended in a Bruins win. But yeah, I think that was a it was a great series between the two teams. Um, and then have we checked on their game tonight against Pepperdine? Halt. I'm Let me see it's, if it's going on. I'm going to tell you a lot of games that I was like, oh, postponed. Oh, postponed. postponed. It, it, it was another one. It was supposed to start at 8 o'clock Central Time, and there are no updates on the ESPN app. So I don't know. Wow. It says that there's not bad weather. It says partly cloudy and 51, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe I will ESPN say, too, I was going to say, I really – Lots of lots of hate words tonight, but I really hate to hate on ESPN. But like, yeah, why? I even found there was just some games this last weekend that they just didn't update. I was like, how? Like, I can find it on Google. The score. Why can't you update it on the app? I just—it's a little bit frustrating. But whatever. Um, they they did announce their lineup three hours ago. They were supposed to be starting. Their starting pitcher was supposed to be Flanagan, but um. I don't, I, I don't see any else. updates about scores of the game. And usually people are pretty good about updating scores yeah. as they happen. Um, let's see. Can we listen? Can we get live stats? We shall check. Hold. I yeah, just don't understand why a, people. That should be a good game. That should be a good game, too. The two UCLA-Pepperdine matchup. I, like, I would like to know the score. Why? Yeah, you know, I'm, like, not even really seeing it. There's just, there's just nothing. It's, well, I, I checked their, oh, 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 found it. UCLA is up three to one in the seventh inning, it looks like. Okay, okay, good for them. Good for them. Well, then we'll so. keep you guys updated on that one. We'll see how that game ends. We'll probably have to just recap that. Um, you know, Thursday, ESPN does one. a great job of updating for the SEC schools and not. <laughs> yeah, Texas we're just folks. we're just gonna throw that we're gonna throw that out there. I'm Whatever. Not, I'm not hating, yeah. but I'm all right. Hating, but ESPN, come on, get your shit together. Oh goodness. Okay. Um. So three to one. Yeah. UCLA right now and eight to one. UC Irvine, all these West Coast games are so late. Y'all, we're recording this at 10.30 my time. So if I'm, like, out of it, I'm, I'm not just saying, too, well. I'm just saying, this time difference is really just, like, killing Paige and I. Like, for me, it's 6.30, just, like, a light 6.30. Like, the sun is setting. It's all good. Poor Paige is, like, 10.30, passing up at 5.30 in the morning. So, yeah, we're, we're making it work, but it's a little bit rough tragic also tragic. Oklahoma State just lost in Arlington six to three Ooh. so rough to have that loss just to him Sam Houston State after beating yeah. Bandy but hopefully they can come back and have a good weekend all yes. right number 25 yes Duke played Virginia Military Institute this weekend three games at home for Duke Friday they lost five to ten but luckily, Saturday, Sunday, they came back and won both their games to take the series. Um, good for Duke, a team Paige is liking this season. And tonight, they won against Appalachian State, 8-5. to five. So, good for Duke. Now, the exciting part, new rankings. We're going to go through the new rankings according to D1 Baseball. Because um, lots of things shifted in the top 25 we have some teams that are not ranked in there, and then we have some teams that got moved up, and then obviously teams that fell as well. So how do we want to do this, Paige? Do we actually want to just go do through give all us of the them? Do you want to give me the first five? Yeah, let's do five? that. Let's do that. So we still have Texas in our number one spot, Arkansas in our two spot. Um, Ole Miss, though, moved up to the three spot when they were previously five last week. Oklahoma State... We'll see what happens after tonight. It shouldn't be a huge cost to them. But they were seven last week. They are now number four in the rankings. Vandy was number three last week. They are now at number five. Yeah, I don't think those two, the Oklahoma State and Vanderbilt, are any surprise. Obviously, Oklahoma State yeah. should have passed Vanderbilt after winning them. And obviously, Vanderbilt had to get moved down a little bit. So, no exactly. surprises there. 
Stanford stayed at number six. Mississippi State fell, though, after losing their series um, from four to seven. So not a big fall, actually. Hoping I thought they'll just work out some of those kinks they had this weekend and be able yeah. to stay there. But they moved to the seventh spot. LSU stayed at eight. NC State moved just one spot from 10 to 9. And Florida State moved one spot from 11 to 10. But I think, did I say Florida State lost tonight? So, again, hopefully not yeah. a big thing for them. But I'm pretty sure they just lost tonight. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, next we have Arizona that moved up to the 11 spot. They were 15 last week. Long Beach State. Good Whoa, for them. What? They were, I know, they had a big jump. They were previously 24 last week. They are now number 12 in the rankings. Notre Dame stayed put at 13. Oregon State got to be bumped up a few as well. They are now 14, previously 18. And then Florida dropped a few spots um, since their loss this weekend. So they're now number 15 when they were previously number 9. Yes, and Oregon State is ranked 14 by D1 Baseball, but I will say that Baseball America and the National Collegiate Baseball Writers have them at 12. College Baseball has them at 19, and Perfect Game and USA Today Sports have them at 20. So they moved up in all polls. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. It really is. All right. Georgia stayed at 16 and TCU stayed at 17 after both of them winning their weekends. Tennessee moved from 19 to 18. Georgia Tech moved from 21 to 19. And Texas Tech fell, and I'm not surprised because I told you they didn't look good. They yeah. fell from uh, 14 to the 20 spot. Nice. Well, next up, we have two teams that were previously not ranked that got to be ranked this week. Liberty at 21 and Maryland, which Maryland is always a great baseball team. So I'm not surprised that they're now um, up in the rankings at number 22. Yeah, and Liberty Duke, Florida. So that Yes, exactly. So that makes sense why they're up there now. Duke stayed put at 23. And then we have Miami, who just moved up one spot um, to 24. And then East Carolina took a big drop, but obviously with their losses to Bryant, they're now at the 25 spot instead of the 12. With a record of 0-3, unfortunately. But we'll see where they come, wow. where they go from there. But, yeah, that was a tough, tough first weekend for East Carolina. Hmm. Well, but that's it. That's the first week in a wrap. I think the first weekend was amazing. Um, it was fun. It was exciting. There was yeah. new things. There were old things. There were upsets. There were demolishings. Yeah. Yeah. There's still baseball happening right now. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's just going to get better. It's just going to get better. It was a great first weekend. So much energy. So we're excited for weekend two, which we will give you guys the rundown in a couple days on Thursday. We will preview what's to come this upcoming weekend and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. It'll be fun. It all right. Be. See you okay, Thursday. Well, we're going to get going. Paige is going to go to bed. She's got an early wake up in the morning. Can't wait to talk to y'all on Thursday. Peace and bye. Mm -hmm.